Welcome to The Goth and the Sloth. I am your sloth, Matt. And I'm Luna the Goth. This is the podcast of two friends living a country apart, burning down either end, but I should stop saying that because the country is literally on fire. At least where I'm at. Yeah. You started on your end early. <laughs> we decided we'd take the first part of our podcast to discuss the COVID-19 pandemic, how it affects our lives, how it affects your lives, and, uh, you know, that it sucks. It does suck, and we're chronicling it. We are chronicling <laughs> the suckage. <laughs> How you been? Uh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging in there. What about you? Uh, good. It's been a week, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, you're wearing your Hufflepuff robe. I am, although I'm not supporting J.K. Rowling. But this is my house coat because it is cold now. It is officially shifted to cold. Yeah, I'm jealous. It is not cold here yet, but hopefully soon. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'll we'll get a 90 degree day randomly in the middle of all of it as we do. That's true. You are in Colorado. <laughs> but yeah, officially I had to turn on my heat and my computer is in the coldest part of the house. So... Ah. Yeah, right next to the not very good windows and the fireplace. That's a you know woods burning fireplace. So, right, lots of well, airflow. It's warm if you sit directly next to the fire. If I do start a fire, it's very warm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, let's dive into it. How is the greater Virginia area doing? Um, it's uh not great. So our uh, cases are at 171,284 cases, which is up 6,000 from last week. Same rate of increase from last week, so I'm happy that it's not a bigger jump, but it's still really bad. Oof, yeah. um, we have 12,140 hospitalizations, which is up about 300. And then we have uh, the rate of uh, deaths per week did go up. We are at 3,539 deaths, which is up 110 from last week. Whoa. Yeah, so I'm not... I, I It's hard, of course, to predict what's going on or what's going to happen, but um, with the rate of increase for cases and hospitalizations staying the same, I'm worried what deaths will look like uh moving forward so it's yeah. just not good uh we still have 10 cases of the multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children okay so that's a thing uh i did notice the countries around rich or sorry the counties around <laughs> richmond not the countries um are now among the top 12 counties in the state for new cases so, like, before, cases were concentrated up by D.C., and now uh, that's shifting, which is very bad news. There's a lot of people in the rest of the state, you know, and it's almost kind of feels like a fire, like, mm -hmm. spreading through all the other humans. Yeah. Um, so, that's not good. And then... Uh, apparently there was a live music event in my county at the beginning of the month, uh, which they have identified as a quote-unquote cluster event, um, and attendees have been asked to quarantine. 
So here's the thing with this, and this is totally just my opinion, and this is probably heavily leaning on my mood. (laughs) I feel like, like, I understand wanting to have freedom to, like, and personal responsibility to do what you want because you're an adult. Yeah. I get that. I especially understand that because this pandemic has been drawn out for so long because of the poor um, handling at at the onset. And so at this point, we can't really shove the parachute back into the pouch. Yeah. Like, we can't really undo what we've done. So, sure, you know, try to live responsibly, try to live your life, but, you know, do so in a way that you're not going to hurt other people. And if that means that you feel like you can go to a music event and you can do so responsibly, then I'm not here to stop you. But if you do go out to this event and it becomes a cluster event, I kind of feel like it should be mandatory to quarantine after. Mm -hmm. Like, you know for sure that this event has caused a problem. You chose to go. Now you get to have those rights revoked while you quarantine to save other people's lives. Unfortunately, I don't think that that's how this is going to go. I think people are going to be told to quarantine and they're going to be like, no, my freedom. Freedoms. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's that personal responsibility that you're just talking about, too. You made the personal choice to do that, and now you have to live with the consequences of going there, and, you know, now you got to quarantine. Yeah, I just feel like consequences aren't a thing that adults know how to deal with. I almost feel like children understand consequences more than adults do most of the time it's very frustrating absolutely yeah anyway so that's how it's going over here how's colorado doing well first i think they should also do they mean to call it a cluster fuck or just just a cluster (laughs) did it not quite get to i would love i i'm not sure (laughs) i cannot i can neither confirm nor deny that it was a cluster fuck i think that (laughs) the uh journalist who wrote the article was probably having a swimming time (laughs) writing it all right so yeah colorado is doing horrible Uh uh-oh uh we're at ninety one thousand five hundred seventy two cases which is up eight thousand than week to week so we beat you finally um 8,557 hospitalizations which is up 388 week to week and 2,076 deaths, which is up 34 week to week, which is a pretty decent oh, no. increase. We are not doing good. Um, Bad. And due to this, a lot more restrictions have been put in place again already. Um, specifically, probably due to Halloween, but it, I'll get to that in a second. But uh, they are uh, stopping uh, get any gatherings of more than 10 people in Denver County, Adams County, and Arapahoe County basically all the counties i go to um although the fact that this has to do with halloween is over some people's heads when i you know ventured into the comments Mm. they're like oh really close to halloween how how you know nifty is that or what a coincidence like yeah it's because people are gonna have house parties and it gives them a reason to shut them down yeah (laughs) god Oh, people are dense a little bit. 
Oh, the comments. Anyways, um, as I alluded to earlier, uh, my big hunk of my state is on fire, specifically right around Boulder can- uh, County, um, which mm-hmm. is not super close to me, not dangerously close, but we know people that live in Boulder. Um, Absolutely. So it's it's close. It's given us orange skies, which is kind of Halloween-y, but creepy and not awesome. Not a good way. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween, good. Fire sky, bad. Fire sky, bad. Um, and so, yeah, just a um, lot more restrictions happening over here, too. Uh, more to- wow. A lot more schools have closed down. Um, my buddy Doug's daughter went to school for like three days, and then they had to close down due to um, a spread. <laughs> so, oh, wow. We are still very much in it. If this is the third wave, the second wave, still part of the first wave, I don't know. But we are very much still right dead center of a pandemic. Yeah. Anyone that was like, oh, you know, it, it seems to be going away. People aren't talking about it much anymore. It's like, no, no. It's the it's bad everywhere right now. Yeah. Like people are dying. They will continue to die. Like this is not good. Yeah. So. So, yeah, um, and, yeah, one thing I kind of got to mention also when I went to the comments is remember how everyone's going, uh, you know, I don't know anyone that had coronavirus. I don't get why it's a big deal. Yeah. So that rhetoric has slowly evolved through an interesting rate because I saw a few people being like, well, I only know, like, one or two people that got it. So I don't know why it's... (laughs) I don't know anyone that died that got it. Yeah, it's just going to keep adjusting. Like, I only know a few thousand people that got it. It's not that big. Yeah, I only know like both of my parents died from it, so that's not that big of a deal. Like, yeah, it'll just just keeps readjusting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So, what's uh, new in Luna's world this week? Um, mm, (laughs) uh, my world keeps on spinning. Uh, I don't really have any news, like. I think uh, just trying to focus on making it through the next month. That's that's <laughs> always good. So, yeah. And, like, I've been making a nice long list of things that I'm going to eat when I can eat things that have fat in them again. Yeah. So I've decided that I'm just going to roll up to a Cheesecake Factory with, like, a pickup truck and just be like, <laughs> put it in the back. Put it in. All of it. All no. When I said all of it, I meant all of it. Your entire Bible's worth of menu that you have. I want one of everything. Well, mostly the cheesecake, but also like half the menu. Yeah. Yes, and definitely not the healthy part of the menu. No. See, this is where no, no. it uh, bums me out that we're a country apart. Is uh, I would have loved to cook for like a super fatty, gross meal for you. Ah, I know like (laughs) oh man I can't wait to have like mac and cheese again definitely gonna have a burger like definitely definitely gonna have pizza like that's gotta happen pretty freaking soon after all this (laughs) have to get french fries like I'm just going for it obviously I can't do it right after the surgery again it's gonna take some time but I can't wait to have delicious comfort food again oh yeah that's gonna be good (laughs) Yeah, what's going on in your world? Not a whole lot new either. Um, uh, a lot happening this weekend, um, but um, nothing 
between here and then, I guess, between our last recording and now, um, except okay. uh, <laughs> my big news of the week, I guess, uh, showing how much I've been quarantined and sad by myself. My big news is my chair broke for work. Oh no! And I mean, it's it's done its time, but uh, it's definitely was not made for. Or it was well past due that it could work from home, kind of thing. Like I can't be on on it for eight hours, and yeah, now it uh, right. constantly tilts forward. So, oh no, that's fun. well, that'll keep you awake. <laughs> so yeah, you have to like always be leaning back to make it even. So uh. that that's gonna be good for my posture. So I ordered. Yeah, you can build some interesting <laughs> muscles sitting in your chair. That's cool. Yeah, help my heart rate. I'll always be flexing something. To keep <laughs> <laughs> uh, Will your company pay for a new chair? They won't. But uh, funny part is, is I got I did order a new one. Not terribly expensive, but it's actually the same one everyone in my my team got at work. Because <laughs> we've all been getting oh. new chairs, and we're like, "What chair did you get?" And we all just like been sharing like the same link to like get this chair um and uh we have a little cool thing where we get uh money for uh healthy acts like tracking your steps and doing steps and stuff and i actually had 120 dollars saved up from doing that so that that paid off a big hunk of it so that's awesome yay i'm glad companies are helping to incentivize those things the least they can do yeah <laughs> uh so yeah just just gonna be waiting for that but you know since it's pandemic it's gonna take uh, an extra week at least to get the chair so probably but it's also not the end of the world it is not. what is time what is time we don't even know what is love baby don't hurt me oh no <laughs> <laughs> what have i done on that note, I think we should jump into our uh, topic for today. What are we chit-chatting about? So today we are going to discuss contact tracing. Bum, bum, bum. We're going to talk about what it is and how it is and isn't being used <laughs> for COVID-19. <laughs> so starting at the very beginning, uh, according to the CDC, contact tracing helps protect you, your family, and your community by letting people know that they have been exposed to COVID-19 and should monitor their health for signs and symptoms of COVID-19. It also helps people who may have been exposed to COVID-19 get tested. And finally, it helps you by asking people to self-isolate if they have COVID-19 or self-quarantine if they are a close contact. Yes. Yay. <laughs> In a perfect world. <laughs> That's how it would work. Exactly. So that's what it's supposed to happen. You've probably been hearing a lot about contact tracing lately, especially after the president got it and as it continues to spread like crazy in our communities. Um, So unfortunately, you may have also been hearing about contact tracing scams. Mm -hmm. And just to be clear, contact tracing itself is not a scam but scammers may use the cover of contact tracing to ask you for your personal information. Yes. So please be cautious, as with everything. Uh, On the CDC website, they wrote out, During contact tracing, the health department staff will not ask you for money, social security number, bank account information, salary information, and credit card numbers. 
generally nobody's going to ask you for that shit. No, for Don't any give reason. It to them. Yeah. <laughs> like that goes that that's for every call, like literally like if the IRS in heavy quotes calls you and says you haven't filed taxes or whatever, they're they're not going to ask for your social over and the they're phone. They're not going to call they you. Would already, they're going to send yeah, you not a stupid you. letter. <laughs> but people fall for that constantly. Yeah. No one's ever going to ask you for your social over the phone for any reason. No. Ever. It is just not going to happen. And usually, I mean, if the IRS does call you, there's going to be other contacts, like vehicles involved, mm-hmm. whether it's a letter, an email, or something. You're going to know that you're going to be getting a call from the IRS. Uh, anyway. Okay. So... Contact tracing is usually successful when a centralized system is established and it is regulated centrally, and then there is widespread cooperation among the community. Some organizations and communities are putting more effort in than others. In 2020, you might think of the technology that we all carry in our pockets as a launching point, and you wouldn't be wrong. Uh, Google and Apple recently collaborated to present the quote-unquote privacy-preserving contact tracing system thing. Yep. Um, the quote ended at tracing, not system thing. <laughs> They're better at English than I am. Uh, so from what I understand, this is not active yet, but they released a draft of what it could look like if they work together to do this contract tracing effort. Uh, you can find details at covid19.apple.com. I didn't want to like dive into all of it, but it's pretty interesting, uh, especially because that is the first thing I think about when I see all these apps uh, that are popping up for contact tracing. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're tracking everywhere that I'm going. I don't like that. But Google's already doing that. Exactly. I was about to say that. So just ask Google that. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Like, they're already doing that, so. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think that it's really interesting that there are all these different players, these different ways to do contact tracing, especially because we don't have anything centralized being like, this is how we're going to do it. Yeah. So, of course, it's all popping up from every direction. Um. I'm actually going to focus on the difference between the two candidates for the president of the United States and how contract, how they view contact tracing. Um, So according to the Kaiser family foundation, KFF or KFF, as I like to think of it, uh, they have this really cool article um, on their website called literally titled comparing trump and biden on covid19 helpful i was like huh (laughs) yes all right i will click that um so under the trump section uh here's a little excerpt it says early on the president's initial response to the new outbreak was focused on sealing u.s borders and preventing entry of the virus President Trump moved to suspend entry from China on January 31st, followed by others since. However, with community transmission already underway in the U.S. and challenges with screening arriving passengers, travel restrictions were not effective in curtailing the spread of the U.S. uh, Sorry, spread of the virus in the U.S. 
Meanwhile, the federal government was slow in bolstering public health capacities such as testing and <clears throat> contact tracing <laughs> at the time the virus began to circulate domestically. As cases and deaths escalated, the gulf between what was needed and what was available grew quickly. So essentially, in not as many words as this article, the Trump administration dropped the ball and sucks at contact tracing. Yep. You can see evidence of this when uh, Trump got the virus and they were like, I don't know, got it from someone in the room that he was in and they tried to nail it on Hopix. I'm not going to say that she was patient zero. For all we know, she got it from him. Yep. So we just don't know. And then all then we were like, okay, so all these people at this event got it, but we don't know where they got it from. So it's just, it's a shit show. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, switching gears over to Biden, um, the excerpt here I have says, VP Biden's, or vice president, if y'all don't know what the VP means, <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, Vice President Biden's plan states, uh, sorry, this alludes to um, this proposed response to COVID-19 by the Biden, uh, not administration, I guess, Biden campaign. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, the plan states that, quote, the federal government must act swiftly and aggressively, end quote, which, I mean, we've heard yeah. from that guy. <laughs> more than once um and that quote public health emergencies require disciplined trustworthy leadership grounded in science end quote also something we've heard more than once from this guy <laughs> his approach calls for the the sorry the federal government not the states to assume primary responsibility for many aspects of the COVID-19 response, including for scaling up testing and contact tracing, providing and managing the distribution of critical supplies and setting strong national standards. For example, vice president Biden has, has said he would call on all Americans to wear masks and work with governors and mayors to mandate mask wearing. He would, appoint a quote supply commander and quote to oversee national supply chain of essential equipment medications protective gear directing distribution of critical equipment as cases peak at different times in different states or territories and make more aggressive use of the dpa to direct companies to provide needed supplies additionally in recognition of the disproportionate toll of covid uh, that COVID-19 has on has taken on racial and ethnic, ethnic wow, I cannot speak today, <laughs> ethnic minorities in the U.S., Vice President Biden would establish a COVID-19 racial and ethnic disparities ta task force. Whew, that used all my brain cells. All my brain cells are gone. <laughs> um, anyway, if you could make it through that, uh, basically, Vice President Biden has... A plan. We know that. Yeah. He's been talking about yep. it forever. Uh, but this plan does include comprehensive testing or scaling up testing and contact tracing on the national scale led by the federal government. And then the states would work with the federal government to make it happen. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, 
you don't have to take my word for it. This is proven to be the most effective way to do contact tracing. Uh, but we'll see. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if he gets elected, there could be a lot of roadblock. Who knows? Nobody's done this before in this country. This is, we've had a pandemic as we've talked about on the show, but this in 2020 is a whole different ball game. Absolutely. Um, so I don't know what to expect, but the that's the I mean it it re, you don't have to take my word for it. It's a night and day the two candidates' plans when it comes to COVID nineteen, um, and contact tracing alike. I mean we just haven't heard a plan for contact tracing from the Trump administration. No. Um, so i don't know well because uh, his <laughs> constituents wouldn't wouldn't like that that's the government trying to get all my informations yeah uh, they have it already but <laughs> yeah so i don't know that's that's what i have what do you what what do you have on contact tracing Matt? so i went a bit more into the tech side of it um, I had a feeling you might. <laughs> Shocking, I know. So yeah, know. Uh, surprisingly enough, uh, Apple and Android have been working together, which is the first time they've ever done anything like that before, uh, to make a universal cross-platform contact tracing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, definitely, given what year it is, like, that is unheard of absolutely like i can't even share pictures sometimes with apple people <laughs> i know every time i re- react to like text messages from android folks i'm like uh why bother <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> so yeah that's a big deal and um as an android user because because I, I i'm different i i, I have an android uh, he's so special, guys. He has an Android. His phone is totally customizable, and it's also easy to fuck up and get hacked. Anyway, what? Accurate. But <laughs> <laughs> um, So I looked into it on my phone already, and there is already some stuff already in place. Um, if you go to your settings and just search COVID, there is a contact tracing button you can turn on, but it doesn't work natively. You have to install your state's app to contact trace. So interesting. I did not know that. Um, so that's interesting. And that kind of speaks more to, again, to that it's all being done state level and not a big federal plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to work off of, uh, and I turned on mine. I was like, eh, yeah, we're doing terrible. I'll turn this on. <laughs> and uh, it's going to work off of Bluetooth. So it's not giving away your location directly. What it is, if mm-hmm. someone else has their contact tracing turned on, it will sync to their phones, and all the phones are going to talk together. And if someone gets a test, a positive test, now again, this inquires human interaction, which down, takes away, like, screws up the entire situation. But in a perfect mm-hmm. world, someone gets a positive test, they can put in that they have a positive test, and it will tell everyone who has been in contact with that phone that someone around you has, and it won't tell you who, it won't tell you exactly, I think it might tell you the day, but I don't know if exactly possibly where. So it keeps a lot of your stuff very private. So we're not out to mm-hmm. like lynch people. Um, and if you're worried about people just throwing up a bunch of random false flags, when you put in that you uh, have a positive test, you have to enter in 
the uh, a code that will be coming with the test. Uh, Interesting. And, okay. And that's that's why it's state level at the moment is, um, yeah, it only recognizes you know from a state test. Hmm. Uh, and then so that also stops it from a bunch of you know little trolls going you know oh I got it and just screwing with everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, that's it's necessary to guard against those things. Yeah. Now the uh, uh, an article on the New York Times um, wasn't super happy about this. It was an interesting read um, because it, it is down to a lot of people involving themselves in this. You have to turn on the thing. You have to tell, you know, enter it in if you have a positive test. Those kind of things. There's human interaction that has to happen, and a lot of people are very wary of that. Not without you know fault because you know. People, companies have abused having our data before and will continue to do so. So mm-hmm. that makes people wary of volunteering to put up your own data. Of course. Um, yeah. But this uh, article definitely, uh, he talks about how it's more the contact traces that come down to having trained people essentially going door to door and doing the physical contact tracing and that we just can't totally rely on the technology to do it for us. Yeah, and that makes perfect sense. I mean, in this, in everything, I think that I am probably like, I would like to say I'm healthily skeptical <laughs> of technology. So I, I do believe that like, you can't rely a hundred percent on technology. I think that the best results most of the time is going to be some sort of hybrid approach Mm -hmm. with in-person and online oh yeah and like with any anytime i set up a program or a database or any sort of search or any process even at my work or whatever anytime there's a human interaction there's an easy way that it could be faulted the entire system could fall down oh 100 percent. we are always going to be the thing that fucks things up always (laughs) so yeah so if people aren't turning this on people aren't using it it's really not going to do any good yeah, I mean, mine's not turned on because I didn't know I was supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, to show how contact tracing works, I believe it was Taiwan, if I'm not mistaken. It was a se- uh, southern Asian country uh, went ahead and went full on contact tracing. Like they went full in on it. And um, I wish, I- I'm pretty sure it was Taiwan. Uh, and they show very low cases because they were able to you know, jump on that. Now mm-hmm. we're looking at a much bigger uh, population size and of course, ge- and spread yeah, out geographic size as well. So mm-hmm. it's it's going to be a process to get that going, technology wise or person wise, anything. And the other part of it, go like circling back to what I was talking about earlier. The other part of this is that if we have comprehensive contact tracing and it's working and we're finding out you have to quarantine yes like if you have it or you've been exposed you need to quarantine in order to stop the spread the problem with that is we don't have something in place to help these people pay their bills if they have to stay home from work or childcare or whatever whatever yeah. whatever like you know, all of these things that require you to leave your house in order to keep your family alive, to keep you alive. 
Like, we need to be able to help people through that, but we don't. So, like, there's a whole other slew of things that need to happen Mm -hmm. in order for us to contact trace successfully and for it to be effective in slowing the virus. Yeah, absolutely. I... In a perfect world, I'd love to see, like, everyone's got a smart lock on their door, and you get an alert that you got a contact trace. It locks your door, but wait, there's more. <laughs> it uh, will then, um, the government will then pay your bank account for a week's worth of, uh, you know, worth of pay, and be like, you got to stay home, you've been in contact, we're locking your doors, here's a, you know, here's an app where you can order food, and they can... You, you know, you can unlock it to get food, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. That sounds like the most terrifying. <laughs> like that is a nightmare. It like that. I think you actually just talked through one of my nightmares of the last few months. Like, holy shit! Being locked in my apartment, I would lose my mind. It's not even that I should like even if I had the virus, I'd probably be sick or if I'm not sick, I'm not going to want to leave my apartment anyway, but knowing I can't game over <laughs> fuckers. I am going to bash out every single one of these windows like don't tell me I can't leave my apartment. Let me choose not to leave my apartment, okay? <laughs> uh, it's not helpful for this scenario, but oh my god, if I knew that my windows and doors locked, suddenly I'd be so claustrophobic and I'd be like, this apartment is closing in on me and I'm dying. And you'd have to be like, no, you're still fine. You haven't left your house in a week anyway. Like, why is this different? And I'll be like, no, <laughs> I can't do it. See, I wouldn't even notice probably. <laughs> I would like go to leave one day be like, huh what's what's going on (laughs) well and like i have like super mega lockdown on my apartment like i keep everything super locked down so that people can't break in Mm -hmm. and i'm okay with that Uh, but i don't like the idea that i wasn't you were in control of it to lock it down so now what am i being locked in by other people who want to get in when they want to fuck that no way (laughs) I have like two baseball bats and like a katana. Make it happen. I have like my whole little arsenal. Don't forget you can throw a cat at them. No, I wouldn't throw my kitty at them. Attack cat. She could get hurt. I don't have to throw her for her to attack. Are you kidding? (laughs) All she has to do is be like, I don't like you. Ah! And then that's it. Like zero effort on my part. There you go. So, yeah, I think that's uh, contact tracing, at least where we stand as of right now. As of right now, of course, everything could change at literally any point. So, yeah. Yay. Fun stuff. So, uh, let's move on to our distractions. What are we distracting ourselves with uh, to ignore the debates and contact tracing? Yeah, I... um on a whim uh went and got tequila uh yesterday and i regret nothing <laughs> um i think that that was my main mode of distraction this week not that i drink tequila every day just yesterday and it was only one hmm. oh did i want more um <laughs> and then i'm planning on hopefully distracting myself with uh seeing synchronic by benson and moorhead who are two of my new favorite filmmakers. They make 
they've made three films that I absolutely adore. Revolution, which I know I've talked about all three of these on this podcast before. Um, Revolution is the prequel to The Endless. Both are amazing, so good, well done, low budget, can barely tell. Like, it's the storytelling is so compelling that you don't need a huge budget. Um, and they also have this beautiful uh, horror romance called Spring that I absolutely adore and I always cry like a baby at the end and um, and so Synchronic is their new film it's their biggest film so far the biggest budget they've ever had so of course I'm nervous that they're gonna like go know, all Hollywood go all Hollywood so <laughs> we'll see but hopefully not yeah what are you distracting yourself with? Um, so all week I have been uh, prepping for a new video that will be coming out for Halloween, which involves watching a lot of movies, and I've been watching a lot of movies. I won't give away exactly what, but you know what I I'm know. watching. And it's been surprisingly uh, delightful what I've been watching. Hmm. So hmm. I was uh, <laughs> I even surprised myself uh, as well. I was like, huh. I actually, I, I'm not surprised that you find it delightful. A, a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, I think that obviously there are some stinkers in there, but when a franchise yeah, goes for uh, eight, for eight movies, there's gonna be a bad one or two. Exactly, exactly. And I think that people just, I genuinely do enjoy that franchise. Um, I'm just not one of those people, but I'm happy that those people exist. <laughs> Uh, so we've been doing that. I've been sort of prepping for the band show. Um, it's not till the 14th, but it may or may not happen at this point uh, with all the shutdowns. We are well aware of that and prepping for, well, we don't have to prep because it's not our main job. So if it doesn't happen, then we go, cool, let's, uh, you guys just want to jam and get some beers? <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, we are, we've, you know made sure we know in the back of our head like this could also just not happen because right. pandemic and we should all have accepted things are getting broken constantly still we kind of forget that because everything's been broken but things will still get taken away oh yeah not everything has been taken away yet <laughs> we still have some of our toys speaking of which but... uh i it's tonight i think michael graves is here playing a concert and that confused me oh, yeah? so much. Uh, he's been doing huh. uh, tours acoustically for a while. Um, so that didn't surprise me. And it was one of my shows I was going to go to this year. But I was like, you're touring now. <laughs> huh. Hmm. Thinky <laughs> face. I don't know about that. I mean, he is. it's just him <laughs> by himself. There's no band. So I guess... If he keeps his distance from fans, I don't know. It seems like a weird thing to push, but I don't know. I mean, he might need the money. He might really need to tour. I don't, I don't fault yeah, him for trying. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, huh. It's a thing. So I've, I've thought a lot about that, too. Just like, huh, this is still yeah. happening. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> and that's uh, that's been uh, my distractions. Well, cool. Yeah. So let's uh, move into our favorite part of the show, Only in a Pandemic. And major civil unrest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stories that can only happen in a pandemic and or major civil unrest. What do you got? 
Uh, so only in a pandemic am I going to be watching my friends perform their Halloween show from my couch. So this isn't the first virtual show, but this is the first virtual aerial show that I'm watching. Um, yeah. And all my friends back at Illuminar over in Colorado, my old, uh, not my old, I used to dance in that aerial dance company. Um, they will be doing Sleepy Hollow. So I bought a ticket for tomorrow and I can't wait to see their dancey, dancey faces. I'll probably cry a little. It's probably yeah. going to happen. But, you know, that's what wine's for. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, me wine's got my back. <laughs> so yeah that's my uh my only pandemic story but what about you this week let's see i got a couple let's go with uh we'll do both uh so only in a pandemic do i have to prep an edgar Allan poe poem for my work yeah that is that is <laughs> weird what? Why? So uh, my work doesn't hugely do up Halloween, but we do it, I think, more than most offices. Okay. Like people dress up. Uh, we always have like a company party. Yeah, uh, you kids come and trick or treat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like we, we don't go like office style where it's like a whole big ordeal, but it's more than I think your average regular office. Okay. Right. And I'll so uh, they've been trying to figure out ways to do it virtually and like do things Aww. so i've been tapped by the office administrator to uh read a scary story <laughs> um and dress up if i so choose which of course yeah that's awesome what <laughs> uh what are you gonna read i was thinking going basic and doing the raven but i'm gonna kind of look at a few of his other ones all right uh because te- i think the telltale heart which would be really cool is a little too long okay um but uh, yeah, I was definitely thinking of Poe. Yeah, I never. I can't remember how long each of them are, but yeah. And you're repping Virginia, yeah. There you go, Richmond, <laughs> my boy Poe. Wasn't that Baltimore though? <laughs> yeah, but his museum is here. He lived here for a little bit. Yeah, we have the Edgar Allan Poe Museum. He was he was all over the place. He's a crazy guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. Guy. I, I guess it's in the house he lived in. There's a bunch of yeah. black cats that live there. And That's cool. Very spooky. We'll have to go in 2023. Yeah. Hopefully 2023. <laughs> right. Uh, the other one is only in a pandemic. Do you worry about how many people are directly in your family so you could still have Thanksgiving? Huh. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> how many people are we talking with this Thanksgiving plan? <laughs> Because my mom, th- my mom thought it was five, and with um, me, my parents, and my brother's family, we're at six. But we're like, the little one doesn't count, though. It's a kid, right? Like that's not how- <laughs> like we're trying to like even it out. And I was like, as long, and I was mostly just like, as long as we're not like causing a ruckus, I don't think anyone's gonna care. No, no one's gonna be like peeping in your windows, like one, two. Oh, <laughs> they moved. All right, one, two. Is that is that someone behind that? Per- oh no, that's just a oh, that's a mirror. Okay, one, two. <laughs> like, it's not gonna be like that. I think you guys will be okay. Yeah, and it ends up being ten anyways. Of course, I could change at any time. Right. But um, but it was kind of funny. Feel like 
even with like a small like just directly related like family um we still might be over the limit <laughs> yeah that's interesting huh but uh there you go thanksgiving will be uh interesting this year well hopefully it's still fun just keeping it oh, yeah. small yeah keeping everybody safe exactly as everyone should like yeah. just just have thanksgiving in your bubble it'll be good yeah a little bubble <laughs> and i think that will uh wrap us up and we can go to our hermit level so on the Leonardo DiCaprio scale of a 10 being the Revenant where you're living out in the woods by yourself being attacked by a grizzle bear, <laughs> uh, or a 1 being uh, what's eating Gilbert Grape and you're running around your quaint little neighborhood and hanging out with all the folks. Uh, I don't think there was a lot of neighborhooding in that movie. Bit. It was a lot of family running around and... Lots of crying, I think. Yeah. Yelling. Lots of yelling. Lots of yelling. <laughs> I just wanted to remind everyone that uh, he was in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. It's a good so movie. Some... I just rewatched <laughs> it, it too, not too long ago. It's a great movie. Yeah. So, yeah, where are you at on the hermit level? I'm an eight this week. Oh, scotch down a bit. It, I know. It's just a, just a little wiggle, a little wiggle down the scale um, because of that tequila adventure. Huh. So, I saw humans. They saw me. <laughs> we said words at each other, and I was like, "Oh my god, I forgot what this was like." I'm going home. <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah, I was an actual eight. Look at me! Wow. Da, da, da. Oh, hi, Nisha. Nisha would like to say that I have been an eight, and she's pissed at me for leaving. That's what that well, little face says. Well. That you didn't come back with food for her when you came back. That's always. I mean, she just yeah. looks at me whenever I exist, and she's like, why don't you have food for me right now? Yeah. <laughs> like, you just fed me five minutes ago, but you could be feeding me now, too, so fuck you. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, what about you? What's your level? Uh, probably right up there, maybe a seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Um. Saw my boy Doug, and we're working on logos for the band. Oh, cool. And showing him how to use GIMP uh, since we're cheap and we're not going to pay for Photoshop. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) and it's expensive. It's very expensive, where GIMP is free. Um, And that was about it, pretty much. Like, I've been kind of just grocery store, and that's it. Cool. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, you going up the scale, I'm going down the scale. What? It's yeah, crazy all happen? up in here. <laughs> what? You don't even know what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, There's a good guess. I mean, times. what do you think is going to happen? Next week, I'm probably going to be back up. Be back up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe not. You never know. You never know. I'll probably be back up. I'm, I'll just, you know, because I'm planning my solo. Halloween extravaganza. I know your solo Halloween extravaganza sounds awesome. That would be cool. It may or may not be solo. I'm gonna put out the invite to the band if they want to stop in at any point. Have a a rolling Halloween. (laughs) Yeah, if you want to pop in for one movie and then leave, that's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, I think that'll do it for another episode. What do you think? 
I think so. I think you're right. <laughs> All right. So where can uh, people hit you up if they want to, uh, you know, bug you? Um, well, if you want to bug me, leave me alone. No, I'm just kidding. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at L-U-N-A underscore M-I-N-U-I-T. Um, Luna Minui. And you can also find us, the collective us, at Goth and Sloth uh, on Instagram and Twitter. And at Goth and Sloth at gmail.com. What about you? So my, uh, you can get me on the Twitters at wizard underscore Matt or Instagram wizard cosplay. My band is Leonardo Leonardo Band on uh, Facebook and SoundCloud, and uh, my YouTube channels Matt the Feral Wizard. Like I said, I'm gonna have a Halloween special coming up next week, so that'll be fun. And um, my solo band is Matthew James Music 2020 on SoundCloud. <laughs> All so the many things. words. right yay awesome well thank you for listening guys uh please wash your hands and wear your mask